Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My goodness, it's great to be here today. Thank you so very much for making us part of your day. Yep, you might be listening live. You might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be downloading a podcast or perhaps the entire program from supertalk.fm. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Thank you very, very much. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama. I was listening to an old... uh, podcast of a radio program that um, I enjoy and they say their name all the time and I remember when I began in radio they said you need to say your name well I don't know if I do or not y'all say my name pretty much and I think that's probably once an hour is about enough (laughs) for you to know who this is this is your garden mama thank you so so very very much now all of your good wishes last week were much appreciated and uh, you know stuff happens but I get to tell you it's May. Welcome to May, friends. Yep, we, we may be here and we may be here, and yes, we are here. Hello, hello, it's National Egg Month. Did you know that? <laughs> I have, uh, this is one of those points where I, I have to tell you that I do enjoy eating chicken eggs and other kinds of eggs um, that I've been privileged to enjoy over my lifetime. But I have to tell you that in all of this talk of what's too expensive and what's inflation and you're going to grow we obviously we're going to grow more vegetables because we're about to see some increases in those things people are going to be baking more for themselves but are you getting chickens some people are i on the other hand am happy to tell you that well as someone famous in my world used to say they've never quite charged what that was worth and in the case of eggs i believe that's true power pack protein lots of lots of good recipes to have what's your favorite we can talk about that today. Lots of other things going on in the garden world today. Of course, primarily your questions and your texts, either in phone calls or in the text line. The Super Talk call line is always open to you, 888 Thank you very much for using that. My voice is nice, but yours is better. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line, and y'all are always kind enough to heat that up for me. So we have we can talk about stuff that I might have thought of and stuff I might not have thought of. If you're looking in on the video today, you may be able to see that the desk is completely spread with paper, depending on the angle. Oh, the camera's up now. Okay, good. I want you to know how many things I have that I wish I could talk about. But there's a couple of stories that are that go directly to what I think. And you all know what I think. You listen to me. You're kind enough to do that. I Many of you agree with me. Some of you don't. But we don't have to agree to be gardeners. I mean, heavens. <laughs> I planted three kinds of beans this week because I'm not sure which one I like better. That's what we do. But there's so many bits and pieces of knowledge we gain from research about animals and sometimes you just have to say 
How come we didn't know that? And the reason we didn't know it is because because we do believe that we are the stewards of the earth. We do believe that we are here to take care of these other creatures. And in fact, we are here to take care of creatures and plants and the earth itself. I, I don't I think we just don't always pay attention. I heard a wonderful question, and it had a yes answer, but I can't give you any more than that um, this week because they didn't talk about it any further. But someone asked a friend of mine um, if if there's if there's any other animal besides a sea otter that uses a pocket for tools because they put their little favorite rock into a little fold, you know, and and it's a pocket. Now we understand that baby kangaroos are raised in a pocket, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about you know using it for other stuff. And that occurred to me, well, I do know a couple of things, and one of them is this great study from Washington University in St. Louis. We, are, we have, for some reason or another, I don't know why, they have studied crows and ravens there. Always, back in, in when I was a younger person, I used to consider that the heckle and jekyll people because they literally study these things so intently. But what we understand now is their diversity is incredible. They do use tools, and their ability to adapt those tools and themselves to the habitat is why no matter where you go in the world, you're likely to see a crow or a raven, one of the birds in that particular family. Nature Communications is where you'll find this information in an April issue, but I think it's really spiffy. Um, Longer wing lengths, bigger body sizes, and bigger relative brain sizes indeed in the tool using birds so they haven't found a pocket yet but they might we'll have to keep looking we will definitely keep looking let's see what's going on on the text line this morning already popping in here today um, with a couple of things there it goes garden mama can you tell me what happened to this granny apple tree last week all seemed okay but this morning it's got some um, some browning on it. The first thing to look at always is whether or not, because this could be the beginning of a couple of things, you always want to look when there's an apple issue, look and see whether or not you can see a cedar tree near you. And if that's the case, then you're probably going to be beginning the early stages of cedar apple rust, which is a disease that goes back and forth between the two things. Short of that, you may have an issue that literally is just too much water in too fast of a time, uh, maybe some hail, maybe some lightning. This is central Mississippi. All of those things happened this week, and since it was fine last week and not this week, it certainly could be physical damage. My suggestion would be to go ahead and cut the damaged parts off, the ones that obviously are not going to come back, but I, I'm not going to say that it's sick until it does it again. Okay, I think we may be looking at a transient problem that's not going to be that big a deal in the long run. Just those those few parts of it um, that have sort of lost their mojo, as they would say, you can certainly do a little trimming there. Okay, all right. Thank you, Pat. Glad to hear from you today. Oh, and another. Okay, the lantana. Here's something from uh, from Crystal Springs. I planted snapdragons around my tree. It gets about six hours of sun. The blooms have all died. Um, how should I, how often should I water? And the dianthus in the bed have no blooms anymore either. What can I do? Well, um, and the the the, land, the lantana question. The next question is: It's not hot enough yet for lantana to be blooming in many places. So just keep the lantana bed. Make sure that it's not getting overwatered, and keep watching out for the flowers to appear. 
unless you've never fertilized it. And if you haven't fertilized it, you'll want to use something that is for the flower forming in addition to the same thing on the snapdragons and the dianthus. Um, it's time to cut some, cut back snapdragons, cut that first flower off and let some more come up. It's also time to trim the dianthus if the flowers have gotten ruined because they'll bloom again and again and again in most cases. I do love, love, love dianthus because of that. So fun. Um, Oh, okay. This is interesting from Andrea on the text line about fertilizing camellias. What are the numbers on the ingredient? What ingredients am I looking for? Um, Could I use the same fertilizer on mock orange? Yes, you could use the same one on, on mock orange. Yes, you can cut the mock orange back a little bit to keep it in shape. Mock orange, if, you, if y'all don't know it, is a plant, a shrubby, shrubby plant that makes kind of a thicket usually. In other words, small stems that come up from the ground and kind of get together and make a, a thick group of stems that support beautiful, beautiful white flowers. They are sort of like a small dogwood in that in the shape of the flower it's that the four petals are very distinct but it does have this delightful citrusy kind of flavor to it and it is easier to grow than a dogwood um it it i'll go with you it may not be as dramatic because you're not going to grow a big trunk and have this huge head of beautiful flowers i get that but for a nice beautiful shrub that's almost carefree you cannot beat philadelphia's or mock orange in most of our listening area okay now um that being all that being said the camellias and the mock orange can handle it too the only thing that you're trying to do with a camellia is continue its steady growth so you're looking for for example if you have plenty of beautiful leaves and your soil is very rich you don't really need a lot more nitrogen and that's sometimes the case that we don't understand that we, they use the nitrogen first, but the nitrogen is also the first thing produced by rotting mulches and rotting leaves and, you know, earthworms and whatnot doing their business, doing their work. All of that creates more nitrogen. So the phosphorus and the potassium are usually what you need. Those are the second two numbers on that label. You do need minor elements and that's why you need an acidifying um, issue as well you want to make sure you're not raising the ph in that camellia bed because they do need their ph to be a little bit below neutral all right if that all that being said you can go get a bag of fertilizer that's made for camellias and azaleas or you can go and get elemental simple you know phosphorus and potassium and, and add that to your soil yourself Either way is going to work fine. I don't think it's going to be a problem with either one. And, yes, you can use it on the Philadelphias. Now, if you say, well, my leaves are kind of small and I really think I need to do, you know, this and that, but then fine, get some fertilizer, but put a little more um, nitrogen into the fertilizer mix that you decide on. That's just fine. Okay? Oh, I do love Maybe mock orange is the plant of today. Um. Ray and Clinton wants to know about the the a, a plant identification app. I'll, I'll send you a link to the one that I worked on. I don't have a problem doing that. In fact, I saw two questions in there this very morning in my email, and I didn't have time to answer them before I came up here. So you can add to that. Over in uh, Alabama, this is very exciting. I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't always travel to the places that I would like to see things. I've always thought that going to the caves in France and seeing some of that cave art that's so ancient would just be a fascinating journey, but it's never really been too high on my list. 
Um, some places are too difficult to get to for me, not for everybody else, but for me. That's why I enjoy watching other people go to Machu Picchu. <laughs> you know, I'm big on videos. So it's wonderful. But I'm probably not going to climb those mountains um, and, and wasn't ever going to do that. So that that's not it's not to say it's not a great thing. It's just not my thing. But I, I will tell you that now that I, they have discovered the largest cave art images in the United States that were created by indigenous Americans in Alabama, well, I might have to go on the tour. That's not too far to go at all. I think it's really interesting work um, that they've been doing there. The cave was first discovered in 1998, and it is going by the moniker 19th Unnamed Cave because they don't want you to know where it is, because they don't want you to go there and, and you know mess up the place while they're still doing research on it. But the other part of it is that we get a chance to see these things and see their research. So that's really very exciting. Um, Live Science had a story about it, and then I saw another one someplace else. But they, they, they saw this 10-foot-long art, which is really pretty amazing if you think about it. Um, it may depict a diamondback rattlesnake, which was a creature considered sacred in the southeast. And indeed, there were these are the mound-type people. These were the, um, the folks that were the first Native Americans, first indigenous people that I learned about because I grew up in North Louisiana. And the discoveries and the work um, at, at, the, at the Indian mounds there, were, as they were called in that time, was always a big, big deal. Poverty Point, there's, a lot, there's just a lot of good, interesting work to be done and, and places to go and see. So we might all be ending up with a little tour, even if it's a video tour of Alabama. I like that. Back to the text line. Um, I don't know where you are because you didn't tell me your place or your name, but tomato plants are about a, are about a knee high and uh, starting to bloom. Do I need to take off the lower limbs that are touching the ground or maybe starting to have a yellow tint to them? Yeah, I take off the leaves that touch the ground on mine because it can be a transfer point for blight to come up from the soil. So, yes, I do take those off. I also put a little bit of mulch around the tomatoes at this time when they've begun blooming and the soil is clearly warm. They're growing because it also helps to keep that blight from coming up because we have soil. We have blight and blight washes up in soil from the soil onto our leaves and then it gets onto the plant and off we go. So it's a mess. Oh, that's really pretty. Uh, No, I have no idea what it is. Um, Terry's in Bogachita. This is a beautiful red rose, bunched flowers, you know, flower cluster heads, and came from a graveyard with cuttings in the 60s and and has 1960s and has kept it going all this time. It's just beautiful. But no, I have to tell you, it's very hard to identify roses like that. There are rosarian people who can, but they're few and far between. The the main thing that you should understand is that there's plenty of people who do what you've done in terms of maintaining roses from even the 1960s and even longer ago. Um, and most of the time you will find them in heritage rose or heirloom roses or old garden roses. There'll be articles and, and listings and pictures. And, of course, there's there's some groups that that's what they do in, in that same context. A lot of times they can help you because they go direct. They go What they go to is where the cemetery was and what roses were growing in that area at the time, and then they try to find out the name of it. When the rose rustlers in Texas did this work um, back 30 years ago, they identified roses that nobody even knew the names of anymore because they were not there anymore. <laughs> you know, they weren't anywhere else. So, th- for example... 
um, I have a rose from Texas that is called Martha Gonzalez because it was in Martha Gonzalez yard. All right. And it didn't grow any. They didn't find it anywhere else. So they named it for her and they couldn't find out the name of it. There were there were not always good records back then. But now we all know what it is. And we also know Caldwell Pink because Caldwell Pink is is from Caldwell Road. (laughs) It's a pink rose. Some of these things are very practical. I wish I could tell you. I'm I'm going to call it um, Terry's Beauty myself because that's gorgeous. That's just wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Trey's planting. Hello, Grenada. <laughs> so glad. Oh, that's just wonderful. 72 tomatoes and rattlesnake green beans. Off we go. Those are so good. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for sending me that picture today, Trey. I appreciate you very, very much. Speaking of planting, looks like you got some good exercise doing all of that. The Medical College of Georgia at Augusta University wants you to know that one of the things that you can do to keep yourself healthy, including working with your sugar numbers and keeping the other parts of your body in good response, enables the, this is the actual activation by exercise of better circulation. Okay, makes sense, but now we've got some information about actual blood vessel growth. That's very cool. Think about it. You need a reason? Well, loneliness is also um, leading to indications of future unemployment. So if you're trying to be healthier and you're trying to get to know people and you're trying to get a job, I think you need to go out, take a walk in the park where you can meet some folks, huh? Get into a gardening group. Oh, yeah. Join the Master Gardeners and stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. 
Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. It's time to transcend the ordinary and expect more with Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 1.9% financing on all 2022 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 1.9% APR on all 2022 models, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50 will be arriving this month. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence. With a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson, our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and transcend the ordinary and expect more, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. gardening. Thank you so much for deciding to be a gardener, for growing a little something. I've gotten several emails this week um, indicating that, well, people are a little bit worried because they've seen the stories about the increasing and continuing increase in food costs, among other things. Um, Yeah, it looks like that's the way we're looking. That's why, frankly, It's always been smart to grow a little something of what you eat, and now it's going to be even smarter to grow a little bit more of what you eat. Good for you, good for the economy, you know, probably. And let's face it, you know, you got stuff in the refrigerator, you're more more likely to cook a little better and learn how to do some of that. So that's all good. I think it's always smart. I am... Not ever happy about inflation or other things that happen like that because I always like things to kind of go along and be comfortable the way they were. 
but we have challenges to face and we need to meet them, we can step up. That's because, that's right, we're Americans. We know how to do that. Okay? Okay. So just plant some more food. Can be in containers, can be in your flower bed, can be in the backyard where you've decided to get a tiller and till it all up. You're tired of mowing anyway. We'll talk about it. 888-808-8637. That's the Super Talk call line. And 601-879-4395, of course, is the ceasefire text line. Um, let's see where Paula's weighing in there. That's beautiful. Um, I'll tell you what, she's got a jalapeno and she wants to know whether she went to pick it. You don't want to leave it on so long that it ends up with little tiny notes to you. In other words, it'll make lines at the top to tell you that the seeds inside are ripening. They're very subtle. A lot of times you buy jalapenos and they have them on it. It doesn't affect the taste. But leaving that on there a long time, yes, will influence the ripening of the other fruit. So go ahead and take that pretty one off and enjoy yourself some jalapeno today you will you'll enjoy that i think i think this one looks to me like it's going to be spicy but you can always of course take the seeds out of any hot pepper and there will be much less spice because a lot of the taste is in the seeds okay okay that's pretty though they look like a little umbrella she's got the big one and then all the others are hanging around it that's cute i love seeing that Doug, welcome in from West Point. What's on your mind? I need to know, how do you get rid of white flies? What are they eating? They just swarming up over my plants. Okay, are these... white flies? Are they vegetables or are they flowers? Shrubs, trees, what are they? Where are they? Vegetables. Okay. Vegetables. Um, and, And what is growing around it? Do you have privet growing around it or do you have gardenias growing around that vegetable garden no ma'am okay in that case you're going to have to treat the vegetable plants see what happens is white flies will start but they also live elsewhere then they'll come and, and feast on your tender leaves on your vegetables but at nighttime they go stay someplace else but since we don't know exactly where that is I'm going to suggest that we get something to treat for the white flies, and and there's a couple of different choices. Um, Do you have garden chemicals already at your house? Do you have neem, or do you have uh, spinosad, any of that stuff? Do you have neem? I got neem. Okay. Go ahead and use it. Don't water. Don't spray dry plants. Don't spray when it's 80 degrees outside. Wait until evening. You know, but so that it, so that the, the oil doesn't hurt the leaves itself. It probably won't, but I always like to make sure of that. And you can take care of them. You'll have to make two or three sprays eight days apart. Now, meanwhile, walk around the edges, and as you walk by those other plants, those other shrubs and things that happen to be in your in your property, even grasses and stuff. Hit them a little bit and just see if there's white flies in those other plants. And if there are, you'll want to spray them, too. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, my, my daddy always put a box of matches under his pepper plants. Said that sulfur would make them make more peppers. Is that true? Well, if you don't have enough sulfur in your soil, you certainly need to add it one way or another. But it's not... It's not the most limiting element. So if he, if he didn't have enough sulfur in his soil, he probably didn't. He got more because he put the sulfur in and, and got his peppers. 
Um, my grandmother never felt like she had enough of the alkaline soil that she liked for some of her things. She grew asparagus and stuff. And so she was always crushing up eggshells and putting them out there. And that's fine. It's a very low amount, very tiny source, but it doesn't hurt. Okay, I've got probably 100 one-gallon plastic pots, you know, like in flowers come in. And I was thinking about making about a 16-foot row, you know, doubling them up and planting butter peas in them. Will that work? Yeah, it should. There's an if it's a good size, you know, at least a gallon size pot, it shouldn't have any problem um, containing that butter pea. The only thing I might do is to nestle them into that soil a little bit, so that in case the roots come out the bottom, they'll be it'll be easy for them to get into the soil because <laughs> they might come out of those pots if they get if they grow fast enough. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Good to hear from you. Appreciate that very very much. All right. Let's see. Um, who's on here? Jim. Jim, welcome in. What's on your mind today? Okay. Uh, I live in Leaf River Management Area, mm-hmm. and I have many large, I'm talking about five, six inches in diameter, persimmon trees. Mm, wonderful. But only two of them make persimmons. Mm-hmm. What is, is there male and female persimmon trees, or they you know, is them, do I need to fertilize They're, them? Or? It wouldn't hurt to fertilize them. They are um, persimmon trees make fruit. If they if they're going to make, they make. But they make more when they're pollinated by another persimmon. So if you can get the ones that aren't so happy a little happier by fertilizing them, that you may have it. You may end up with more persimmons. I would sure I would just lime? get I would just no I wouldn't lime unless you do a soil test and it says you need it. You probably don't. So I would just get some fruit tree food and. Let them have it. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. How beautiful, though. Oh, gosh, that just must be. I love persimmon trees. Leaf River is one of my favorite spots. It's a beautiful place. Well, you can walk 20 miles out my back door and never hit a road. Isn't that wonderful? How delicious. Oh. <laughs> I've got the panthers they say don't exist are right here in my backyard. <laughs> and we've got bears and everything. I mean, it's, there's all kind of critters. But anyway, thank you so much. Appreciate hearing from you, Jim. Take care now. I appreciate knowing that you're out there taking care of the environment and the wildlife for us. <laughs> Love that. Very, very wonderful. Love that. Um, let's see. Paula's, Paula says she's going to eat it. That's great. Ooh, barbecue chicken sandwich. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. I love it. Um, let's see. Is Hello, Garden Mama from Whit. Is there anything to spray on potato plants to keep the bugs off? Uh, it depends on kind of what what bug it is, but at this point in the potato plant year, it's almost time to harvest them. If they've started blooming, you're going to need to dig around and see if you have some potatoes there. If it's a chewing insect, uh, the main thing you want to do, if, if you have a chewing insect or if you have a piercing and sucking insect, it's probably chewing at this point. But if you any of that, just read the label of the product that you choose and be sure that you can use it within the length of time before you, you're, you want to harvest. You don't want to spray something and then not be able to harvest because of that. Um, most of the time at, at this point in the year, bugs on potatoes can be taken care of with insecticidal soap, which is not really an issue for longevity. Of You don't have to wait a long time after you use that in order to um, harvest your potatoes. 
But I believe, I mean, it's it's real close. At this point, the onions and the potatoes are both kind of starting to bloom. They're about ready. Oh, Sissy, that's lovely. What a great garden. How fun. That's really, really sweet. She and her grandchildren have a sweet garden. That's wonderful. Appreciate that. I love seeing that. You know, one of the things that uh, we, we talk about all the time is this whole business of when do you pick this and when do you pick that? Um, it's really hard to tell you beyond a certain point. For example, let's let's go. I'm, I'm being too vague here. How do you know watermelon is ripe? How do you know cantaloupe is ripe? Well, in, in the store, if you pick up the cantaloupe and you can smell cantaloupe in, in the end of it where the stem has come off, you can pretty be, be pretty assured that it is ripe. But in the soil, growing outside in containers or in a field or wherever you are, you want to know which one is ripe and ready to pick. There are two ways. Some cantaloupes, for example, will get tan under the netting. You'll see the skin of the cantaloupe has a real pretty netting on it. And it just it's just a beautiful pattern. And in between that tan netting, they'll be green. And then that green turns brown, tan, and, and as it turns tan at the same time, the stem end will will just tiny shrivel a little bitty bit, and that's the point where you know you should pick it, okay? Now, we all hear about thumping watermelons, for example, and sometimes that works, but only if the, you know, only if that pile of watermelons was picked at the point where it began to separate from its stem. They don't separate all the way out. You do have to cut them, okay? Because you, if you wait until it actually separates itself, Something else will already be eating it. But in this, in the case of, for example, a watermelon, the, the, the vine itself will begin to shrivel a little bit. There'll be a little bit of drying out and you can tell that it's time to pick. Those are the things that we need to know about, frankly, in order to keep up with our garden. Part of the reason we walk the garden every day is so we don't miss anything. I have my eagle eye on one of my tomatoes right now that's not ripe yet and hasn't begun ripening, so I can't pick it and and finish ripening it inside, but it has a tiny little hole on one side of it. Something has pecked into it. And you believe me, I was out there first thing this morning to make sure nothing else had pecked into it. And if I had to, because I want my first tomatoes, I might put a little cheesecloth or something around the tomato cage at that base, as long as I'm sure there's nothing coming out of the soil that's doing the damage. looks like a bird. Anyway, all of those kinds of things and when to pick and, and how soon we can are all the sorts of topics that you all make me keep up with, and I appreciate it very, very much. Um, it's really fun. Ah, Sue and Loosedale, that's beautiful. Oh, that's gorgeous. Um, she, her, her Peggy Martin's much prettier than mine. <laughs> mine, the story, the, my story of Peggy Martin is the story of a not very good gardener. That'd be me. I have put two trellises around that plant in its life, in its one spot where it is now, and it has broken both of them. So I'm in the process. I've let it climb up a tree. I mean, I've done several different things to it, but it's blooming this morning, and it is beautiful. Yes, Sue, you're absolutely right. When it's finished, you do need to do the cutting back and some selecting. It's hard. But if you shear off the flowers, you know, you just use head shears and do that. Then you can see into the structure of the the plant itself and pick out some of those canes to encourage and get rid of some of the others so that it doesn't end up with all canes and no flowers. That's just beautiful. I love that rose. Just gorgeous. 
Well, good morning, John. Thank you very much. Beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, He's harvested snow peas last night. There are advantages to living slightly north of central Mississippi or north Louisiana, where some of us are and where I have lived a good portion of my life. Y'all get a little bit better sweet pea and English pea and snow pea and sugar snap pea weather sometimes. Hmm. Now, I have been reading an article about digging into that drawer of old cell phones. You know you have them, and no, mine are not worth anything. I've already asked. I've already tried to see if I could sell them. They don't go anywhere. But I do have three or four old cell phones from various incarnations in my life. And my question is, what do you do with them? So I've been reading about using them as cameras in the yard and different different sorts of things like that. But now maybe I just need to figure out who recycles them and get rid of them. Um, from Rune University, Bochum, how much digital detox is necessary really to live a better life? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I get messages and, and posts and things overnight, but I don't see them because I don't, my phone's off during the night. I mean, it would, if there was an emergency, I would hear it, but the, the, all the other kinds of alerts and things are not on at night. How much smartphone use is good for us? According to this particular study, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. We can end up sitting around too long and getting obese, which is hard to imagine, but yes, people do that. Um, we can also have neck pain. Oops. We can have impaired hand performance. Oops. And we can also have the, oh, my goodness, where's my phone panic attack, which is indicative of addiction-like behavior. Hmm. Interesting folks, those scientists. On the other hand, I've got to tell you, I love having basically the World Book Encyclopedia in my hand. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Stick around now. There's a lot going on here on Weekend Gardening. I'm Bob. Welcome to the digging safety class. Hey, Bob. You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811. I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living. I know, man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel. Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. I'm Michael Cassidy. I've been honored to serve our country as a fighter pilot in the Navy. Now, I'm eager to continue that service as your next congressman. 
Just like President Trump, I believe in America first. That means auditing the 2020 election, ending vaccine mandates, and stopping illegal immigration. And on day one, I'll introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for his gross incompetence in Afghanistan and along our southern border. I'm Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. April Cassidy for Congress. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture and accessories for outdoor and indoor living areas. Lakeland has everything you need from umbrellas and replacement cushions to beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll find Komodo Joe grills, Yeti coolers, and great collegiate gift items. The expert staff at Lakeland is happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. Be sure to get your soils and mulches. Many are sold by the bag or in bulk, and Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 43 years. Listen to your mama now and call 601-939-7304. Visit online at lakelandyardandgarden.com and stop by Lakeland Yard and Garden, Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. And to the person who asked, somebody asks every now and then, but the person who was so kind last week that said, um, clearly this is not the way the song actually goes. <laughs> Did you make this cut yourself? 
Yes, <laughs> it is not the way the song actually goes. Sometimes you have to when you're when you're creating music for an event or a specific purpose like radio bumpers, you have to pay attention to what comes in and what goes out and how it sounds in the middle. And so those things all have to do with how you construct this sort of thing. I thought that was fun. I appreciated you asking me that. Thank you very, very much. Um, there's <laughs> as if we needed something else in the world. Good grief. The American Chemical Society is letting us know that plants can't talk. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's true. And they don't all wilt when they're thirsty. That's all true. That's very true. So there are now, much as, you know, you can put um, tags on people's luggage and find out if if your your friend is actually going wherever they say they were going, I'll be nice in the way I mentioned that. Um, you can also do that apparently with your plants. Now they're they've created two kinds of electrodes, and what they when they put both of them to they just tape them on. They're not damaging the leaves. They just use um, adhesive tape. Indeed, nickel-based electrodes produced larger signals as the plants die, dried out. So the idea is that this would be a different kind of monitoring that would then go, yes, to your cell phone. Yes, there's an app for that. (laughs) Because if you have, for example, let's say you have a greenhouse and you've got 600 pots of poinsettias growing this summer, all right? And let's say that the water in Section 3E over here in the far back quits working. You might know that if you have a sensor. You might know that if you have someone who walks back there every day. But your watering poinsettias twice, sometimes three times a day in that heavy production era of late summer when you're trying to get them ready. Okay, And that's a lot of money that can fall right off your table if you don't take care of them. So just as we want our landscapes and our gardens at home to be monitored for water certainly if we're growing for profit we want that to be as done as well oh and speaking of growing flowers and things for profit i don't know about y'all but if i'm looking for flowers for my mama for tomorrow mm-hmm, or maybe for myself who knows anyway um go to the farmer's market go see your local flower glow flower growers in your area why well, for several reasons. First of all, you're supporting local business. Second of all, you're supporting flowers that are, frankly, fresher and in better condition than the ones you're going to get somewhere else. And thirdly, you're going to have a good time. You're going to meet people that are going to talk to you and tell you the stories of those flowers that they have grown. And, you know, they'll tell you about the, the day that uh, the, the dog ate the dahlias or something. You know, there'll be some story that you'll take home with you that will be hilarious and you'll enjoy having it sometimes it's very touching sometimes people grow the flowers that their mama grew because she can't grow them anymore and they love them there's always something to learn from a flower grower and if you are one of them i know you're at your market today and probably won't be hearing me but i will see you next week for mississippi flower growers zoom tulip tuesdays and we'll be, we will be talking next week. So get in touch and, and sign up and come on in if you haven't already. The good news about these programs is that you can pick them up all the time because they are the, the videos of the previous ones are around, but each program is self-contained. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's always fun. But you may or may not want the new wearable technology, but I got to tell you, I do it. I would certainly want to make sure I was getting the right amount of water to my plants if I had an easy way like that to make it happen. 
I am amazed at how much news there is about spiders, squid, and octopus. Now, those are not the same creature, of course, but there's an awful lot of work. I, I, I don't, I can't explain it. I, I thought I, I thought I knew why people were exploring various things during the height of the pandemic, but I don't really know where some of this came from. We have been trying to watch this, and you probably saw a, stu- a story about it somewhere along the way or heard one. Um, we finally have recorded squid doing the color matching on their substrate. If you've ever watched a lizard go from a green surface to a brown surface and change colors, you know the word chameleon, and you know that that is an activity. That is something that happens, okay? It's amazing. Well, squid do it, too, only in their own way. They actually, from this is from the Okinawa Institute um, of Science and Technology, they, they do this as camouflage against a coral reef and other kinds of substrate, and they just disappear except that they're still there. <laughs> they just disappear. It's wonderful. So happy to know about that, because we've always wondered how these things could happen. Um, when, when they did the experiment, here's how they confirmed their results. I just really love this. They, they took two tanks with squid, and they kept several squid in a tank and cleaned half of it. Okay? So half the tank's covered up in algae. The other half's not. And when they put an underwater camera inside the water and a regular camera above it, they could actually catch the color changes as they happened both in the environment and to the viewer outside. That's amazing. I hope the squid were happy and I hope they treated them well. You know, they're a lot smarter than you might think. Squid and and octopus are both revealing so many things through their genome um, we're we're very we're humbled as human beings at the numbers of unique traits that they have evolved to survive in their world. It's just amazing. And cuttlefish too. I don't want to leave them out. They're also in that same group. They are. Um, anytime a, a scientific abstract tells you that these are wonderfully weird creatures, you know that English has actually described something very appropriately. These are the colloidal, colloid, I'm sorry, um, cephalopods or soft-bodied ones. They have the largest nervous system of any invertebrate, which is why that instantaneous camouflage, the suckers on their hands, the brain in each arm, all of these things are so worth studying. It's very exciting, um, even even to those of us who, who are fascinated by them. It's still just kind of a shocking thing. Um, they, they did the tour de force of actually being able to sequence the genome, which is no easy task in this particular case. But large and elaborate brains have, have come upon creatures a couple of different times in the evolution of creatures on this earth, okay? But soft-body cephalopods have also done it every bit as much as the vertebrates. So it's interesting. How do they do it? How do they evolve these things? What do they evolve? It's all, it's all really interesting when you look at how are we going to figure out what's going on in the ocean and who lives there and, and how are we going to take care of stuff. For example, the coral reef itself, where the, the squid is able to change its color, well, how much bleaching can it take before it has to actually change to a different color entirely? Well, the good news is um, the Snedarians, Snedarians, I'm sorry, that which is, of course, the, the corals and sea anemones and jellyfish, get all of their 
nutrients through photosynthetic, uh, photosynthetic algae, which are inside of them. It's a symbiotic relationship that works brilliantly. But the problem in the temperatures is, of course, that it breaks down that relationship. So we got to think about how are they going to fix that and what are they going to do about it? Well, the good news is there's a whole lot of work being done and a whole lot of things we can learn from one another. All right now, our first hour has flown by. You have filled up a page of questions. I thank you very much for that. I hope you'll do the same in the next hour of Weekend Gardening. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Does your driveway need a little spring because your tired vehicle has sprained its sprung? Well, then you need to bring your brung to Pinnacle Motors. Steve Owen and the friendly staff at Pinnacle Motors can up your game and get your ride back to where it should be. If they don't have it, they'll work for you in finding the best pre-owned car, truck, and SUV that's been inspected and has a warranty. They're also still buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. This is Joe Rooks. Create your own Gravely Zero-Turn Mower Package and save big at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Pick your Gravely Mower, pick your trailer for as low as $97 a month. And for just $10 a month more, you can add a steel, trimmer, blower, and chainsaw. Plus, 0% interest. Revel is Mississippi's largest Gravely dealer, and that means great selection, savings, and service. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Revel and Gravely, brands you can trust. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On Wednesday, state legislators joined at the state capitol to announce plans to provide additional aid to the criminal justice system in Jackson. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman revealed that $4 million has been appropriated towards the funding of two additional district attorneys, three members of the judiciary, and 100 officers to the Capitol's police force. Earlier that day, Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce Sandy Gibson also detailed a master plan for improvements to the state fairgrounds. We have been in the process of developing a master plan for the state fairgrounds. It's not been released publicly, but part of that master plan involves development of these properties and involves additional parking solutions. 
and it would involve additional uh, fencing that would assist in these types of issues. We've not had the resources to implement that master plan, but I think that we will over time. For more information on how state legislators are attempting to reduce crime across Jackson, go to supertalk.fm. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold in Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The results of a DOJ investigation into parchment that began in 2020 have been released. One of the biggest issues pointed out in that report is the lack of staff. An internal staffing report shows MDOC filled 206 of 417 available positions. Jay Robertson with Empower Mississippi told us the report reads like a horror novel. It's people living with raw sewage on the floor, guards being attacked with no investigation and no recourse. And you actually have inmates calling 911 to get the 911 dispatcher to alert MDOC because that's the only way they can get attention. The prison population has been reduced by 40% since the start of the investigation. The DOJ has the right to file suit against the state in the next 30 days. That could very well be happening. And at that point, the federal government will determine how we fix this. But there's two ways the state can fix it. We can either put more money into it or decrease the number of people we're supervising. Sports Mississippi, I'm Nixon Williams. Baseball action last night saw Ole Miss take on Missouri in a key SEC battle. Ole Miss came out on top 7-5 over the Tigers and improved 25-19, 8-14 in the Southeastern Conference. Missouri falls to 25-18 and 7-15 and and in the SEC. Game 2 is tonight, 6 o'clock first pitch, 5.30 here time on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State took on Florida and Starkville, and the Gators came out on top 8-6 to over Mississippi State. Florida now 27 and 18, 9 and 13 in the league. Bulldogs 25, 21 and 9 and 13. And as you see, game two tonight in Starkville, 6.30 first pitch, 6 o'clock airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles dropped a Friday night game at home for the first time, losing to Old Dominion 4 to 1. The Eagles fall to 35 and 11, 17 to 5 in Conference USA. Game two today at 2 o'clock. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required by state and federal regulations. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. 
Helping Mississippians with disabilities prepare for the job market as well as live independently in their homes and communities, this is what we do at the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director. The resources provided through our office helps families by providing things like personal care attendance, home modifications, career guidance and counseling, job supports, and so much more. You'll never know how we might be able to help you until you connect with us. Please visit mdrs.ms.gov to find an office closest to you. Today is the first Saturday in May, and that means Derby Day. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby, the Run for the Roses, will get underway about 6 o'clock this afternoon, our time, at Churchill Downs in Kentucky. But Bob Baffert will not be at the Derby today. The six-time Kentucky Derby winning trainer is still serving a suspension that stems from his horse, Medina Spirit, failing a post-race drug test after he crossed the finish line first in last year's Kentucky Derby, which led to a disqualification of the horse and Baffert's suspension. The 2022 Kentucky Derby post-time is scheduled for around 6 o'clock this afternoon. Zandon is a 3-1 to favorite. Epicenter is a 7-2 to odds-on favorite in the race with 19 horses at the post when it gets underway this afternoon. The Kentucky Derby is the first race of the Triple Crown. The Preakness will be run on May 21st and the Belmont on June the 11th. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I started speaking before the light came on. Well, that's okay. Thank you so much for being here today. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama, and it is a great pleasure to be with you. Always a privilege to have a microphone, and I do not ever take that lightly. A couple of questions lingering from the previous hour, and some brand new ones already rolling in. You know, the subject of this program is you, your garden, your plants, the ones you like, the ones you don't like, the ones you wish you had more of, and yeah, the ones you wish you didn't have quite as many of. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line. The C Spire text line is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. And it is there that I have heard from Tommy, who is in Starkville and wants to grow avocado there. Well, here's the thing. Depending on what where you are in Starkville, you're either seven B or eight A. And eight Zone 8 is actually the northern limit of the avocado varieties that we have now. Yes, there are some that can take a brief exposure to 15 degrees, for example, but the 7B is not is going to get colder than that and stay that cold too long for the avocado. So depending on where he lives, he may have to have that temporary shelter for the wintertime for it or have a greenhouse to grow it in all the time. That being said, we do have more and more varieties that are hardier and that can be grown in Zone 8. So I, I don't discourage you. I just say be aware of what you got going there, and, and you can find out whether or not it's going to work for you kind of based on what part of the area there you live in, but also what you're willing to do for them, okay? Really good question from Corinne about growing asparagus in central Mississippi. Um, 
she wants to grow them in containers and wondered if there's a particular variety. And no, there's not. The varieties that will grow in this part of the world will grow in this part of the world, whether they're in a container or whether they are in um, the ground. I will tell you, though, if I was going to plant asparagus in a container, I'd be looking for a trough. And I mean that honestly, because you need a whole lot of plants to make enough asparagus to make it worth it. But you also need the soil to be deep. You need 18 inches deep if you can possibly get it. The way to get that, of course, is in a trough of some sort. The good news is that also will help keep the soil warm and help them grow. The bad news is asparagus only produce when the temperatures reach about 50 degrees so in other words you you may end up with it being too hot you might have to shade the bed itself or move the trough in the summertime to keep it from getting overheated so that's another advantage to having it is that it could be hitched up to something and dragged to the shade for the summer if you needed to do that the other thing you need to know if you're going to grow asparagus is that the male plants are the ones that you actually want to grow the most of because they make the most spears. And you also need to know that the pH needs to be just about neutral. So make sure that you are using soil or adding lime to the extent that you can get that soil to be about neutral. Okay? Okay. Let's see. Um, Jackson County. Tim, what's going on, sir? Hello, Garden Mama. I want to establish a garden plot in an area that is heavily invested with Kogan grass. And this is, this project has been giving me some heartburn because of that. (laughs) And how do you recommend dealing with Kogan grass? Well, for anybody who doesn't know, Kogan grass is basically the nemesis of Everybody who grows anything in a field in Mississippi it has become a very large problem, and, and not just us, but but we're here, so that's what we're going to talk about. But the um, Kogan grass doesn't have. There's nothing that eats it. There's nothing that tears it up. It 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 literally goes on and on and on. You can certainly try the sprays that they want you to use on it, but then you're going to end up having to wait a while to plant that garden. My suggestion. Is is also going to be a, going to be a wait if you can possibly wait for a little while. I'm going to suggest that you mow it and mow it and mow it three or four times as fast as you can and scalp it down to ground level and then lay clear plastic over the top of it to solarize that section and try and kill the kogan grass underneath there. Short of that, because then you wouldn't be able to plant until late summer. Okay, short short of that, it is physical removal that's going to do the job for you, and it and it does involve. Just like anything else that you're trying to get rid of, you sort of have to not let it grow. And that means cutting it down, cutting it down, cutting it down every time it sprouts and planting on top of it. So it's going to be difficult because it is voraciously interested in taking over any space it can get into. And But if you can beat it back, you just are going to have to work consistently on it. If you come up with a way that works, you will be a hero. (laughs) I can just tell you that. Yeah, because I was thinking in terms of cutting it short and tilling it and then just pulling you know, it out, raking as many of the rhizomes right. out right. as you could get. Right. And the problem and then is take right. them then take them to Texas. <laughs> no, 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 not really. 
<laughs> Just don't don't try to compost them or let them grow anywhere on your property. Get them out of there if at all possible. Burn, yeah. Turn them into biochar. You know uh, how you burn things halfway down and then it turns into kind of like charcoaly stuff that you can work into your garden. That might be the best use for cog and grass that we get, we're going to have. It's just awful. Fortunately. Unfortunately, I'm told you if you burn cogon grass, it doesn't kill it, and it just comes back stronger. Well, that's true. Not, I don't mean on the ground. No, it, that does not help. You know how people used to and still in some places do burn a Bermuda lawn because it makes it grow so well? They'll, mm-hmm. they'll do that superficial burn. The same thing happens to cogon grass. But once you get those rhizomes out of the ground, anything you can do to dehydrate them and turn them into something else will be beneficial. Yeah. Okay. I have to tell you, I feel like I, I, I need we, we need to send you like a fleet of people. <laughs> this is so much work. <laughs> the uh, the plastic sheet idea actually probably has as much merit as anything that I've heard because I'm not enthusiastic about putting the chemicals out. No, and and, and frankly, because they're gonna they'll just adapt and grow around them in in most cases. So the the thing about solarization is that all it does is focus the sun's rays on the plant material through a six mil thick piece of clear plastic. Okay, that's an intense. I mean, it's, it's not a laser, but it's a really intense amount of energy going under that plastic, through the plastic to the plants. And most of the time, the cells of those plants explode, which is what we're hoping will happen. <laughs> well, it, doesn't that uh, sound awful? <laughs> Yes, we want, there's some things we want to kill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Do you know if it will get deep enough to kill the rhizomes, or is this mostly just working on the stuff that's sprouting? It's, it will do seeds to a depth, sometimes as much as six inches, sometimes even deeper, if depending on what the seed is. It's, it's going to dehydrate, but it probably will not kill the rhizomes. You're still going to have to rake them out of there. But it, yeah. it'll be more efficient, I think. Well, thank you very much. I was afraid that it was, or I was sure that it was going to be a monumental task to prepare a large enough spot to actually grow a meaningful amount of food. And, you know, and I'm familiar with the origin story of Kogon grass in Jackson County. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, you know, just got to love them. Well, and, um, and I have heard from folks in that part of the world that literally mow it, mow it, mow it, mow it, and then they put that trough I was talking about on top of it and grow in the trough. <laughs> right. So there is always that. I mean, you you have options. <laughs> I would make an observation that we did have a patch of Kogon grass in a lawn, mm. and I just mowing it regularly for several years the stuff is it's pretty much beaten it back yes you know i occasionally see a seed head pop up you know whenever but it is uh it looked like mowing you know was help helping the other grass compete against it you're exactly right because the the other grasses are meant and bred to take the mowing it's not and that's the reason why it's particularly, for instance, when the pH of the soil is right and the grass is otherwise growing well, mowing is one of the things that is the basics of keeping other weeds out because they're not intended to take that regular mowing. And, you know, fortunately, our lawn grasses are. And the stuff is everywhere out here, so I yeah. really can't reasonably eradicate everything. So there's going to be new seed, seed you know, new right. seeds blowing in. right. 
every year, and it's just going to be an ongoing problem. We have a very few plants that are that troublesome. Um, the one that I talk about all the other one that I talk about all the time here, of course, is is tallow tree, Chinese tallow tree. I cut that tree down in 1996, and there's still one that comes up somewhere in my flower bed every year. <laughs> oh, we have but only one, you know. <laughs> so. uh. Yes. Thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate that. I'm glad that you're going to give it a shot. Let us know how it goes, okay? Appreciate Thank you. you. Have a good morning. Thank you. Ooh-wee, that's a lot of work. But the good news is that as we take better care of properties like that and as we get the plants out that are truly invasive like this one, the better off everything is going to be. And that's delightful. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Happy Mother's Day to all of y'all. Um, oh, good, good, good. Arlene got got her zucchinis. Yay. She was. Uh, we were talking here about male and female blossoms, and she finally got some female blossoms and harvested her first zucchini, and it is lovely. It's be- really beautiful. That's great. Um, it, it does help me. I'm, I'm not one of those people that um, believes that I know everything. I know what I know, and it really does help me when you tell me, yes, you were right, because <laughs> it makes it helps a lot. It reinforces that things have not changed in the in the, the common knowledge, for example, um, we used to say that you should years and years ago, not in not in your lifetime probably, but years and years ago, they used to tell you to paint when you cut off a a, a, a branch, if you did any pruning, to paint it to, to keep it clean and seal it up. Well, we know now that that's not what you're supposed to do. That actually seals in any of the pests that might have been there, any of the, the rot or anything that might have happened, just sends it right back into the plant. Now we understand we need air circulation and sunlight in some cases to control those problems. So we do learn things over time. John's Johnny's in Amory. Um, a few tomato plants that have white spots on the lower leaves. Will this correct itself without any action by me? Probably not. If you have got plenty of leaves above those, I would take them off. Don't drop them in the garden. Just get them out of there and then see if any more develop if you begin to have a bigger problem. But a lot of times we can get rid of the lower leaves, put a little mulch around the base of the tomato plants and forestall the issues that could come along. Um, part of the problem with tomatoes, of course, is, is always that we're planting them when it's still a little bit cooler than they would like to grow in this part of the world. And so as a result... They can have those early problems and grow right out of them. And I think that's what's happened here, but we just want to make sure we're not encouraging it, okay? White spots, okay. Oh, here comes the lantana. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Sissy, that's lovely. Really, really pretty. I do like lantana. Mine, it, this is on the coast, um, and, and mine has has put out plenty of green leaves and has now yet again moved over another two feet, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it, but... It's a great one. Um, very, very happy Mother's Day to everybody, by the way. Oh, the butter beans are butter bean. Papa D, this is beautiful. <laughs> Past Chris Jan. Um, the corn is, is is leaning from the early morning rainstorm. Yeah, that will happen, won't it? Looks nice, though. Just wonderful, Papa D. Thanks for showing off. Thank you, thank you. Um, that's so sweet. Let's see. Um, oh, I hope the hardy hibiscus is doing better, South Jones County. Sometimes neem oil will help. Sometimes it's those last few cool, cool nights that, that take it and give it some trouble. 
But let me know how it's doing this week, and um, I'll be more than happy to make further comments. But that's a it's it's a not an uncommon. We have that transition that we talk about all the time, and our transition this year has been kind of tough. Next week, for example, in Central Mississippi, um, I will be watching the to see if we hit record high temperatures. We probably will, and in this part of the world, at least, that means um, find your shorts. Get out your flip-flops if you haven't already done that and change your air conditioner filters. (laughs) All of those things when hot weather is approaching. Really, really important. I was really tickled to learn all of the the information that I managed to glean um, today about this whole coral algae symbiosis business. If we can, for example, promote the algae to a better state in the situation where the coral is bleached, then sometimes we're going to be able to see the University of California Riverside says that we're trying to figure this out. We believe that we can reverse the damage. And I really think that this is a very cool bit of studies. Um, there, this, this goes along with the work from Arizona State University, which is another one of those. So why are they studying the ocean there in Arizona? Well, they, they just are. Um, Different corals in different environments do, in fact, give the indicator of which ones are going to suffer more as the temperatures rise. So understanding about remote sensing, understanding about paying attention to it can help not only to study it, but also perhaps to intervene in it with some newer technologies like the ones that the folks at UC Riverside are working on where they would be able to go in and perhaps beef up, which is a funny word to use for this, but amend or add or adjunct to the algae so that the coral could in in turn be better off. I think that's very interesting. I like the idea of all of that. I promised you lots and lots of spider stories today, too, and they will be along. Um, I I have, have to tell you, I have a spider in my potting bench or on my potting bench, and the the spider has been very distressed with me because I keep moving things around. Same spider comes back. There's a same web the next day, and then in another another spot. I don't have any problem with that. I don't have any problem with small garter snakes in my garden. That's all part of the mix to me, and also part of the uh, well, part of the beauty of all of it. I haven't found any kind of fascination or love for fire ants, however, and they have suddenly erupted in several places where they were not previously on my property. I have to figure that my neighbor who moved had been treating and now is no longer, there's no one there doing that anymore. So it's going to be something that I'm going to have to take on, but, you know, that's okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. You probably will, too. We've all got fire ends. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's songs that take you back to a place and put you in a different spot. This takes me back to when my very full-grown daughter was 13. (laughs) Come on now. You know, you know you got to be part of Weekend Gardening. Oh, 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 oh,
asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I, I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we ain't going troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Michael Cassidy. I've been honored to serve our country as a fighter pilot in the Navy. Now, I'm eager to continue that service as your next congressman. Just like President Trump, I believe in America first. That means auditing the 2020 election, ending vaccine mandates, and stopping illegal immigration. And on day one, I'll introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for his gross incompetence in Afghanistan and along our southern border. I'm Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. 
Thank you so much for being a gardener. Thank you so much for having an interest in the green world. And thank you especially for being a radio listener. You might be listening on a an actual radio. You might be listening on your smartphone, on the app. You might be listening on your computer or some other type of device. It doesn't matter. It's all radio to me. Thank you very much. Glad to have you here. Now, what is that radio thing? Well... I have to tell you, I, I have uh, still, I still can remember three or four, everybody remembers three or four maybe great gifts that they got in their life. If you're lucky, you have more than that. If if you're lucky, you even have one or two. But I, I can re- still remember the turquoise blue radio that my parents gave me when I turned nine. And it fit in the in the window of the house right between the window and the screen and you could plug it in and put aluminum foil on the screen and you could listen to radio all over the place chicago and florida and mexico (laughs) st louis yep even little rock arkansas (laughs) i hope that uh hope that folks that are doing that now realize, you know, we, we're all searching around looking for things to listen to. We've been doing that a long time, we human beings. We like the sounds of other people's voices in our ears, and I appreciate that more than you can possibly know. I hope that you all heard about Edward Morgan, Jr. Uh, what a day he had. Good heavens. He got a phone call from somebody he didn't know. Now, the first part of this is, do you answer the phone when you don't recognize the number? I bet you don't. Hardly anybody does. Her call didn't go to voicemail. He answered. Well, she says, I'm in Alaska, and I'm a beekeeper, and I got trouble, and I need your help. He's like, what? Well, he's a beekeeper in Atlanta, okay? So the packages of bees that she had ordered to be shipped from California to Alaska had to go through the Atlanta airport. I know, I know, I know all the jokes. I've been, in, I've had to slingshot from the Atlanta airport many places, and these bees were intended to be done that way as well. There were all these packages, um, 200 packages of bees, with 10,000 bees in every package, okay? People do this all the time. This is not that unusual, but when something goes wrong, there's nobody to help. And in this case, at the Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport, That would be 3,000 miles from their destination. They were stuck out on the tarmac because one of the packages got open and there were bees getting out. And, of course, they they couldn't put them on the plane. So what are they going to do? So they called her because she's supposed to be getting them. She found a beekeeper in Atlanta and called him and said, help. Well, unfortunately, the majority of the bees did not make it through sitting out on the tarmac in the heat in their packaging. But what they did was they were able to do a little bit of recon, so to speak. They were able to figure out that there were some that were alive. And so this woman didn't lose her entire investment in this shipment. Mr. Morgan found ways that to get other people. You know, they found, they found enough of them that were scheduled to depart. We're not going to be able to go until yet another day. That was too long for them to sit out there. And, of course, then you had to go through another day of flying from place to place to place. So the best decision 
Yep, was to hive them. That's right. So they they looked and looked and looked. They ended up with people and names and telephone numbers and one thing and another, and they got as many of them to places as they possibly could in the area where they were still would still be alive. But I love that in this day and time, you know, it's kind of like a message in a bottle. You you write something when you're at the beach and and you put that message in the bottle and maybe you hear something later and maybe you don't. You're a bee- beekeeper in Atlanta. You know that there's beekeepers in Alaska. You're in Alaska. You know there's beekeepers every. You know, but how are you going to get in touch with them and what's going to happen when you do? And I wonder what information they were they had gotten about taking care of these things anyway. <laughs> it's all kind of it's just a great story about how difficult it is to take care of our pollinators. And I personally want to nominate Edward Morgan Jr. for my Hero of the Week award because he went out there and did something about it. Not what he wanted to do, of course. He wanted to save them all and get them to the woman, but having to find that other path. You know, Oscar Wilde said, life's what's happening. Life's what happens when you're making other plans. That's true. Mabel's in Jackson. Good morning, my dear. Happy Mother's Day. How are you? You, uh, uh, I'm my blueberries. They're not been no leaves on them, and one of them got little blueberries on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other one, it's not doing. It's not doing too well. They didn't have a good year. I've noticed that one of my plants is covered up in blueberries, and another one of them, a different variety, isn't doing all that great. I think. We had cold weather and too much wet weather at the same time that they should have been being pollinated. In other words, the pollen appeared, everything happened, but it just got stifled because of the weather that we've had this spring in some cases. Now, I wouldn't do anything at all to your blueberries right now except make sure that you water them next week because it's going to be so hot. (laughs) They'll need some water. But other than that, I wouldn't do anything to them right this minute. I'd go ahead and let them get through when they're going to either make some leaves or make some fruit or not. Now, if you look at the one and you decide it's not going to make any fruit at all, it's fully leafed out and we're not going anywhere, you could certainly fertilize it to encourage it to grow some. But I wouldn't. you don't need to do that. It just would be if you wanted to do something. Right now, we're just waiting to see what happens. With yeah, blue, with, frankly, with blueberries all over the state, we're just waiting to see. And mine's in pots. Yep, know. yep. I got some in pots and some that are in the ground, both. And the ones in the pots don't look quite as good as the ones in the ground this year. I will say that. That's not always true, but this year that they, they took a hit. I think they got so wet, and then it was just a little colder, you know. So it they, they didn't like it. Well, what's a uh, good plant to put in my flower bed? My flower bed just, you know, I always have a problem with my flowers. I am so fond right now of... The little Japanese spireas, they're not very tall, maybe two and a half. Some of them are a little taller than that. But that's what I've got blooming right now, and that's what I'm really enjoying. In fact, I was just thinking that I needed about two more of them to fill up a space. that doesn't. Nothing blooms in one of my spots that I would like to see something there, particularly in the springtime. But look for dwarf spireas. Look for the little ones. Now, that's a flower that come back on its own. Every yeah, it's a year. shrub. It's going to be there all forever. Okay, spirea. Mm-hmm. And they have flowers on it. Oh, yeah. It has dwarf ones. Look, some of them have yellow leaves. Some of them have green leaves. They have pink flowers. They have really bright um, fuchsia color flowers. Just depends. But you're looking for dwarf spireas. Dwarf spireas. Okay. And put it in my flower bed. Yes, ma'am. I would. Okay. I'll do. I'm going out today. Oh, good. Have fun. All right. 
Get your kids get your kids to get you a good Mother's Day present. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of Mother's Day presents, I would be remiss if I did not say that I have already received my Mother's Day present. Well, but two things. Um, my, my, my son and his wife, I love saying that. My son and his wife um, gave me both two things. They gave me Mississippi Silver Skin field pea seeds, which I could not find, and they are growing, and they're going to be delicious, I know. And they gave me a new hand truck to replace the one that <clears throat> someone stole out of my yard. Yeah, it does. It happens to Garden Mama, too. It happens to everybody at some point. But the good news is I have a better one now than I had before. <laughs> so when you get to upgrade, you upgrade a little bit. I've got bigger wheels and a flatter surface on the front that's wider. And I just, uh, talking with Mabel about that dwarf spirea, I just shoved that thing underneath that big pot with the spirea in it and rolled it out into the area the other day, and it worked great. So you don't necessarily have to give ties to daddy on Father's Day, and you don't necessarily have to take mama out to brunch. <laughs> you can do other things, just depending on what mama likes. <laughs> so be sure that you do, okay? I'm just giving you the warning. Here's a real warning, though, folks. Oh, my goodness. Animal behavior, of all things, is, is showing us that that beautiful iridescence, you think about that. When I think about beautiful iridescence on a creature and I'm not looking at some, you know, nature special from the, um, the, the tropics, I always think of Japanese beetles because they're so pretty and they're so shiny and they're so everywhere. <laughs> it is, in fact, an absolute part of that gloss is a, a, it's a deceptive warning. It, it it warns, but it also fools the predators that are around it, and and that's a really good thing to know. Um, they've looked at all of this. This is the camo lab at Bristol University. I love that. Um, talking about the vivid coloration has evolved so many times in the animal kingdom, but among beetles it has done a particularly wild bunch of iridescence. And it is indeed camouflage, but it can also protect the prey after that. In other words, um, the, the properties of the optics don't just flash on when there's something coming to attack the beetle. They're, they're there all the time. They've effectively managed to test for the effects on their own and find that they both do work, and they work in concert with each other. So that's really cool. saw the first fireflies last night um, in central Mississippi. If you're further, further south, you've probably already seen some. But I love that point in the year. I, I really do. And um, I do have big old oak trees, and so they're up in there, but they're also kind of floating around in the back, and that's always fun to me. I, I love that. I have, um, as you all know, I have the, well, let's see, the tree fell over. We'll call it culture. Indeed, the, the tree fell over and shattered, and, yes, I have planted in it, and it's a beautiful wildlife. The, the morning doves love it, and the, the berries are all there right now for the birds. It's big and beautiful. But, yep, there's some stuff that just kind of gets shoved in there now because we call it the Hugo culture. <laughs> Six new species of frogs have been discovered in Mexico. Good grief. What? Yep, that's exactly right. They, they, they're tiny, tiny, no bigger than your thumbnail. And, in fact, um, they, who, who knew? This could be – this is a record that you always figure somebody else is going to break. But the Mexico's smallest frog now is – they're all, all six of these are smaller than a nickel, all right, and even when they're fully grown. And the, the, the tiniest of the species 
are much, much smaller than that. University of Texas at Arlington, University of Cambridge, London's Natural History Museum, and they're all publishing in the famous journal Herpetological Monographs. Now, for those of you who are herp people, you think I'm making fun of you. I am. It's just a funny name, and it sounds wonderful. They live in the dark litter of the forest, in the leaf litter, so you don't see them. You're not going to see them, but they have a lot of work to do because they're frogs. All frogs have a lot of work to do. The study of this particular group of frogs involved gathering up examples from 500 different frog specimens from around the world in different museums, which had all been collected in Mexico. 500 species around the world collected in Mexico, and then we got to put put the data to them. we got to crunch the information about them. So they used DNA sequencing to sort them out. And indeed, when they found out, good grief, we've got six ones, we, six species we didn't even know about. That's pretty exciting. If you're a frog person, a, a herpetological monograph person, that's a big, big deal. I like it. I think it's interesting stuff. Um, I'm, I wanted to remind you all, so many people have written in today talking about their containers, um, and that's wonderful. Container gardening, of course, is something that I not only advocate, I, I do on a daily basis. And by the way, my Tabasco peppers are a foot and a half tall in their containers. Mm-hmm. See, that's my theory about the black container. It's going to take up more heat. So when I planted my hot peppers at the same time I planted my tomatoes because I was able to get the plants at that time, ordinarily you wouldn't think about doing that. You'd be putting in hot peppers now if you're transplanting you know, plants. But because I have that dark container and it sits in the sun, that soil got plenty warm and the, they've not had any problem growing. You want to know about that and other sorts of things, I'd always love for you to subscribe to my newsletter, All Things Garden Mama Weekly. But you can also get a handy-dandy, I'm offering this to you as your own Mother's Day present, info on container gardening, just a one-pager of some information that I really hope that you know already but would like to get out to you. Send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and mama is always spelled M-A-M-A when it's me. So it's mamaonair at yahoo.com. I'll be happy to send you, just put in the subject line, container gardening, and I'll send you the soil recipe and um, how to water the pot and, and raise bed infer- and that kind of stuff. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter, you can send me that information as well, or you can just go to linktr.ee slash gardenmama, linktree slash gardenmama, or patreon.com slash gardenmama. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the social media, thank goodness. And once again, our computer has put in a song that we did not call for. That's your job to keep up with it, sir. Thank you very much, folks. It's not going to rain this week, but here we go. This is Weekend Gardening.
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Helping Mississippians with disabilities prepare for the job market as well as live independently in their homes and communities, this is what we do at the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director. The resources provided through our office helps families by providing things like personal care attendance, home modifications, career guidance and counseling, job supports, and so much more. You'll never know how we might be able to help you until you connect with us. Please visit mdrs.ms.gov to find an office closest to you. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. 
Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. this on my mind. If any of y'all are using the uh, wireless deer fence to keep the deer out of your garden, to fence the deer out, let me know. I've been uh, sent a whole bunch of information about it lately, and uh, well, quite frankly, I don't have enough deer to even consider whether it would work. I've only seen one in my garden in the last however many years, and she was real surprised. So, but let me know if you do, and if you are, if you if you use a cone type. Coffee pot, let me know that as well. I've got a couple of things I need to, to get somebody to test for me or to tell me about if they already use them. Okay? Okay. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting. And it, in fact, it is indeed today. It is World Naked Gardening Day. <clears throat> That's right. The question is, would you? Have you? Did your neighbors notice? Well, the idea, of course, is... <laughs> The idea, of course, is fairly sensible, unless you also think about things like frying bacon. You don't want to do that naked either, right? There are a lot of things in gardening that you might could do if you were that sort of person to um, to, to go out and and enjoy the, the, as they say, people across the globe are encouraged on the first Saturday of May to tend their portion of the world's garden as nature intended. Okay. Um. I love the the logo for it. I love the the lovely lady with the daisies all over her parts. But since 2014, World Naked Gardening has gained a lot of steam. There are a lot of people out there, my friends. I don't think they're in our climate. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that here. And I'm I'm not I'm I'm not putting down the desire to be one with nature. I'm not going to put that down at all. But I am going to say, you got to be smart about what you do. And I I honestly don't think. I think World Naked Gardening Day is kind of an internal point of view as opposed to an external one, at least in my case. So what do you think? Hmm. (laughs) Something to consider. Uh, Yes, beautiful pictures. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate Pat so much showing that there's there's several different things going on up here. Uh, Oh, by the way, um, this is great. This is really, really great. Papa D's beautiful blueberry, which he gives credit to his wife for for saving, so I will too. It's 12 feet tall, <laughs> covered up in blueberries. That's because the, the birds are going to get the top, but there's still plenty of you down on the lower branches. I have one that's really tall like that too, and they, they yell at me when I go out there to pick the blueberries, but I don't mind them having a few. It's absolutely true. Chris and Summit sent a magnificent example of just what I was talking about. He's got same plant planting at the same time in the same amount of light and the food in the ground versus in the black pot. He set up a perfect study, and indeed, the one in the container is much bigger because the soil got heated above ground, and it has 15 tomatoes on it already. It's beautiful. (laughs) That's marvelous. Thanks for that affirmation. That means a great deal to me. Um, I can't talk to you about your hibiscus. I want to see what happened to it. Send me another picture. 
It does look like it was coal damaged when it first came up, but I, I can't. I need to know how it looks today in order to be able to help with that. If you are in any festival mood, my friends, there's a festival on every corner. No matter where you are, if somebody is having a festival to celebrate something, I say go. It's just like last year, last month rather, at this time, I said, I don't know where you are, go to the Master Gardener plant sale or the, the event, the plant sale event in your area, whoever's it is. And indeed, a lot of people did. I'm happy to hear from y'all. Another reason to love where we are, and there's always plenty. This is a really good one. Um, if you would ever talk to me about the Gulf Coastal Plain and how much we do pay attention to it and how much we don't, I would have to say that there's more to be studied there than we ever considered. We take it so for granted. And so perhaps that's why George Washington University has literally done this particular piece of work. In the country, all right, in, in a third of all the salamanders in the country, in the world, rather, live in the United States. 750 species around the world, a third of those live here, and yet it took a new team of researchers to come in and show us one that we actually have right here that we didn't know. It's, again, we didn't know it was different. We just didn't know it was different. It's wonderful. The biodiversity of the southeastern United States coastal plain is, of course, part it's it's a global hot spot all right we take it for granted but other parts of the world study us and indeed it's been studied intensively and yet there's things we haven't described things that we don't know like this swamp dwelling dusky salamander i love that it, that's just to me the picture that it conjures up is very much like what it looks like but it's also it has just enough cartoonishness to it that I, I can't wait to see what someone does for the swamp-dwelling dusky salamander. Um, this one is the, the one that's known as um, Desmognathus pascagoula. That's right, pascagoula. What? Well, of course. Um, certain morphological, genetic, and geographic aspects of the new species differ. It's, it's close to the, the D. valentini, but it's not the same one. I love this. Um, do you know what a cryptic creature is? It's not necessarily one that's, you know, on the walking dead, and it's not one that has a code attached to it. It is, in fact, one that is difficult to understand. We can't tell them apart with the naked eye, and that's one. This that's why this group is in the cryptic group, because you can't tell them. That's why they went undiscovered, because you can't tell them apart. It's really wonderful. Um, the precise measurements reveal tiny differences that are otherwise imperceptible, and unless you went and further and studied the genome, you would not know. But we now have a new species of salamander, the Pascagoula. I love it. I think that's so important, so exciting for us to understand that there's always something else to be looked at, something else to be considered, something else to be thought about. Um, for example, I, I know you didn't know this, and I, I do have time to talk about it, so we may come back again next week if I can't get all the way through it. But the Smithsonian is one of my very favorite research institutions. I literally could put that on and watch it like wallpaper, you know, no matter what else I'm doing, because they're always – exploring and always showing me something that I haven't seen before. A new global study, another thing that we take this so for granted, and yet 
it's studied globally. A new study of indigenous oyster fisheries. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's means the ones that are that are originated in the area. They've been working with a bunch of people. Has now un, we now understand better places like Chesapeake Bay, San Francisco Bay. Um, there's too few, teeny tiny numbers of oysters compared to their previous numbers. But we understand here that the the not only the indigenous but also the farmed oysters are huge and have a wonderful place to live here. So we work on this. They documented the collapse. Uh, the east and west coasts and Australia's east coast, all of that um, literally collapsed in terms of the oyster fisheries. But now they've come back to a certain extent. But what we've learned is that we're not really quite as crazy as we think we are. It turns out that oyster fisheries were hugely productive. The fisheries, not not just the indigenous, there's some oysters over there, but the ones that were cultivated have been managed on a massive scale over hundreds and thousands of years. What does that tell us? That tells us that people have been concerned about their food sources and the local nature of those things forever. Get yourself out into the garden this week, my friends. Plant something. Give yourself the opportunity to keep on growing and come back next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Hello, everyone. I'm Bob. Welcome to the Digging Safety Class. Hey, Bob. You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811. I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living. I know, man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel. Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we too want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.